signals all around. Cheers, y'all. Welcome, my friends, to this fine little audio and video program known internationally I think here in Mexico. That makes it international, right? I think so. Yeah, okay. Known as smoking and toasting. Because so. <laughs> there's this one guy I know who like lives in El Paso, but he actually lives in Juarez, like right across the border. Oh, right. Like, and he listens. So we're international. That's close mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, that's right. That works for me. Uh, welcome to Smoking and Toasting. It is show number 105, and it is... The cocktail show today with Peter and Cody. So we'll be uh, we'll be introducing them in a few moments and uh, and talking cocktails. And uh, these guys like really, really, really know cocktails. So uh, I'm hoping to pick stuff up because so far I've I've and, and I use this word very loosely. Uh, I, I've perfected about three. I don't know, man. I can make you know? cocktails. I can make a vodka soda. I okay, can make a whiskey good. soda. Yeah. I can make a a, a whiskey. A whiskey, I'm just down. a whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> well, I, see, I don't count like something like the screwdriver. Yeah, like, I'm like you know. That, right. I, I'm joking about. It. I am the absolute worst when it comes yeah. to cocktails. Oh. I, I make them so. I never know how much liquor to put in there, so it's always incredibly strong or non-existent, and it's just I'm terrible at it. My wife is wonderful at it. Well, I'm bad at it. I will tell you, I have, I have, and again, I use air quotes here because uh, it's you know, perfected is a very strong word, but I feel good about. I can consistently make these these two things that people seem to really like when I make them. One is uh, a really really good margarita, which I've talked about on the on the uh, show before, and I figured out the secret to that one. There was a secret I didn't know it at first, and I do know it now, and that is that every margarita recipe that you read like on the internet or in a book or anything uh just invert the amount of tequila versus the other uh stuff. That's that's the secret. Right, because they'll tell you to put like one ounce of tequila and two ounces of all the other stuff, and that is incorrect. It, sh- it should be two ounces or three <laughs> ounces of tequila and an ounce of the other stuff, and then and then you're good. And then shake and, and serve. And the other one that I'm pretty good with now is the dirty martini. Like, I make nice. a pretty good dirty vodka martini. Um, but uh, I, I really was trying to make this new uh, whiskey cocktail uh, that I had had one of at one of these um, Fistful of Bourbon uh, whiskey events. And so I took a picture of the sign. Which one did you said, have? You I remember? had the cane. It was the cane break punch, which Those, was made yeah, with nice. fire and cane, right? So, uh, but I didn't have any fire and cane. But I thought that's okay. I'll use a different whiskey. And I had taken a picture of it, but the picture doesn't say how much of each uh, of each thing to use, right? So I'm on the web trying to, and of course there's no recipe on the web because that's a cocktail they made up for fire and cane. So I'm trying right. to figure out, okay, what other recipe is like this. I had all the other stuff, but I didn't know how much to do. So I made these last night, and my wife came home, and uh, I was like, okay, you got to try this. And so we taste it, and she goes, you know, this, this, that's pretty good. I said, yeah, I think actually it's a little too whiskey forward. Let me adjust. So I made I made the second batch, and then it was like a little too sweet, not enough whiskey. So I poured the two together and shook it again <laughs> and re-poured them, and it was pretty good. We took a few sips, and then 
I made martinis. So that was that was the evening. But I gotta, you know, it makes me wonder if I'm such a whiskey fan because I just suck at mixing it with other stuff. I don't like, know. So, I can mix it with ice and I'm okay. Oh, dude, it is so like much that easier one I to can drink handle. whiskey straight than it is to make a really good whiskey cocktail. So oh, I got it down. I got I got depending on the ice I use, but I use one or two pieces out of an ice tray, uh-huh. or I can use one big round ice that I have. I put the right amount of whiskey in there, and then I go turn my little filter water thing. I go. Whoosh, Perfect every time. Yeah. Well, all right. Every well, time. Eagle Rare, <laughs> wonderful. Well, I'm very I'm very psyched <laughs> to have people who do actually know cocktails uh, on the show today. And I have a lot of cocktail questions because I really want, by, you know, before Christmas parties. Now, now when you get, say cocktail, do you mean like the movie cocktail? Or no, not know? at all. No. No, not at all. Oh, 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 yes? My favorite. I like it. That's your, okay. All right. Good. I, I, I don't I, no, no, I've, I've been to the Red you know, Room. And, the look and on to, his face is so dry, it's hard to tell if he's actually joking or not. Like, that was well, I've, I've never seen you guys throwing the shakers up in the air and all of that we kind do, of stuff. We do, it just never comes you, back down. Uh, I, <laughs> so that, or so they don't come down predictably. You go, through, you go through a lot of shakers that way, which I, uh, yes. I, I understand. So, All right, so we will talk cocktails. I'm very excited about that. But, Ian, we got to talk whiskey sniff because I'm so excited. The, the, tickets the whiskey are, sniff, what is the, that? The tickets are what? on. On sale now Wait, for you, the first. What are you talking about? What is the smoking and toasting event? The whiskey sniff. So here's the deal. It's a, a the tickets are available at Eventbrite. Uh, so Eventbrite.com and search whiskey sniff, or you can probably just search sniff and it'll come up. Right. But uh, but anyway, uh, this is all happening on October the 10th on the upstairs patio B&B Butchers and Restaurant, which is our uh, sponsor for the show. Uh, they're at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, and they're in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. This will be in the Houston location upstairs uh, in the area where you can uh, smoke cigars, and the Whiskey Sniff is going to be an incredible event. Now, now trust me, if you haven't actually been to B&B, this is a great opportunity mm-hmm. to go down there and check out that oh, amazing no patio. Yeah, I don't know if you guys great. have been up there, but they got this, this whole patio, the ceiling of it is a bunch of louvers so they can adjust it for sunlight for rain whatever absolutely Absolutely amazing so fantastic and it's going to be october so the weather should be uh you know should be absolutely perfect it's october 10th it's a wednesday should be great and uh, so b&b will be passing around uh lots of food when you walk in you will be uh, you will be handed a bag with cigars in it uh mm-hmm. at least three cigars maybe more we'll talk about that uh in a few moments and then there's going to be whiskeys everywhere because ian has taught us the proper way to go about um, pairing cigars and whiskey. It's, it's all about the nose. It's all about the whiskey sniff. So yeah. uh, tell, run, run through how it works, Ian. So the whiskey sniff is basically you will find your cigar that you want to smoke for the evening. You'll find it in your bag that we give you on the way in. You select be which several one you different styles. Yeah, you and, select yeah, which one you want. You light it up, smoke it for just a few minutes. You get about a half inch into it. You get that flavor, that profile in your palate, nice and settled in so the cigar... You know, really, really, uh, uh, really get the full flavor of the cigar. And then you get to walk in and select one of many, many, many whiskeys. Or even, I think we're going to have some tequilas there. And some rums and tequilas Some rums well. and tequilas yes. there. You get to go in and smell which one is going to go with the cigar. So I'm going to throw just a few names out at you that are going to be available beverage-wise, okay? Several, uh, I understand, several expressions from Balvenie and mm-hmm. Glenfiddich. Uh, Tullamore Dew will have several nice. expressions there. Uh, the new Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, Four Roses will be in the house. I'm pretty in excited fact, about that, too. Uh, Four Roses and Four Roses Single Barrel. Nice. So we're, uh, and then they're also bringing a special surprise bourbon from Four Roses. So they're really, That's getting, pretty really getting into the play. And then um, 
Are you familiar with uh, you're familiar with Heaven Hill, right? Uh-huh. So they have a product called Sacred Bond. Hmm. It is a bottled in bond brandy, aged four years in bourbon barrels. It's amazing, and it will be available. No, for I can't wait to try cigars. that. I'll be trying that for and, the first time there. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it's going to be very, very unique. So we're really excited about all of this. Oliva Cigars is in. One of your uh, cigar selections will be from our friends at Oliva. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, uh, Trenton Smith, for yeah, he's so helping cool. to get us involved. And thank you to the guys at Stogies, by the way, mm-hmm. for uh, getting involved as well. And then uh, we are expecting to be able to sample B and B's. House Blend, which is the B&B Houstonian, mm-hmm. which is a really good cigar. We're uh, we're excited about that. Uh, it looks like, I don't know if all the I's are dotted and T's mm. are crossed, but it looks like Alec Bradley will be involved. Mm. So you know how much I love the Alec Bradley cigars. So. I just want to give out a little spoiler alert on that B&B blend. Um, yeah? Big, dark, and delicious. Big, dark, yes. and delicious. There you go. So, uh, so that's just a little bit of the information. Go to Eventbrite and get your tickets now because... Um, the reason why you get your tickets early for this is the first 50 tickets sold wind up with a bonus cigar mm-hmm. inside their bag when they uh, arrive. No matter how much everybody's getting, and everybody will get the same amount of cigars except for the first 50 uh, ticket holders one extra who get one extra. And tell me about it, Ian. This is going to be the new, uh, the new Ringmaster Inch from E.P. Carrillo. I talked mm-hmm. to Mr. Alan Denny. He's got 50 of them he set aside for us. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't had the Ringmaster, so we may only be giving out 49 of them. <laughs> <laughs> the first 40, I'm sorry, you probably need one too. The first 48 that come through the door. <laughs> I said 50. We're going to have to stick to it. Uh, we'll, we'll but, uh, so I've had the, yeah. I have had the uh, previous iteration of it. I haven't had this one. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. And I, like, the, the, the first cigar, um, I smoked on the uh, 100th episode was that uh, inch, and was it was like one of the smokiest cigars it. Oh, ever. Oh, yes, I remember awesome. that. Yeah. Because I was sitting next to you, and your cigar was putting out about three <laughs> times the smoke volume of what crazy. I was smoking. So, uh, so anyway, so we're really excited about this. We're looking forward to it. And you do need to, you know, it's only a very small amount of tickets, actually, that are going to be sold. I think 125 tickets max. Yep. So this thing will sell out. It'll sell out well in advance. So if you want to go, you want to... Uh, um, I think Peter's destroying the chairs already. That was me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, but if you want, if you want to go, you you need to get your ticket uh, uh, quickly for this thing. So, uh, a couple of quick things I wanted to say. Thank you to Trey Boring from Cigar Rights of America, who was our guest on the show last week, and who was as usual uh, fantastic. I and finally got to meet him, and you finally got to meet him. Uh, yes. And I don't know if we ever thanked Brandon and Sean from Platypus Brewing, who were our guests uh, the weeks before. The week before. What a great couple of guys. Oh, I and thanked them. What, what amazing beer. I went out to that event that night and I brought oh, my bottle of Malort so they could oh, try so it. You oh, thank, God. You thanked them. You thanked them <laughs> I in thanked style. them with Malort. <laughs> well, all right. So Obviously, these guys know what that yeah, is. So, Brandon and Sean, I just wanted to then say, we really do actually like you. And <laughs> even we though love, we brought you Malort. Even though we brought you Malort, we'd love to have you come back uh, come back on the show. Uh, Ian, we got a full show today because we're going to be trying four different cocktails from uh, the Ready Room and uh, uh, the... Um, I'm just so psyched because I can see the colors of the cocktails already uh, mm-hmm. as they're as they're uh, they've been a little bit uh, pre-prepared. So uh, so really psyched about this. And then um, we also have there's so much else going on, including I have a beer that I'm so excited to talk to you about. Uh, it's a Eureka Heights beer, so you may already be familiar with the beer, but I have a new wrinkle about it that I'm uh, really oh. excited to to share with you. So uh, so that's all coming up. But I wanted to ask you. Uh, it's been a crazy busy week for me, uh, but I have had a chance to enjoy several 
several uh, really good cigars. What about you? you smoking anything interesting this week? Interesting, yes. I uh, you know I sat down with a friend of mine. He uh, picked up a couple cigars, and we've been just waiting for the opportunity to sit down and smoke. So last night I had a little bit of time. He goes, "Hey, cigar night?" I said, "Yes, <laughs> um, yes." <laughs> he picked up a couple of these uh, uh, Christian Arroyo first twenty years mm-hmm. in the Solomon size. Oh, interesting. And we were looking forward to this, and we did a whiskey sniff. So he goes, what do you want to drink? I said, well, let's figure it out by doing it properly. So we went and lit our cigars, set them down after a couple minutes, went inside. And we ended up actually, um, uh, we ended up drinking Old Forester with it, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. You know, it's pretty solid. Not very expensive, but it's what smelled good, and it tasted great. Um, the cigar had a great construction. It lit beautifully. It burned nice at the first mm-hmm, part of mm-hmm. it it had some interesting notes it was really a, a lot of a lot of toast and and a little butteriness and um uh some coffee notes coming through and that's all it ever did really yeah interesting it, for a that's moment not what i was, was expecting almost, you to say there was an almost medicinal or minty flavor yeah kind of early on i went well that went away then it tasted like just toast maybe a little bit of Walnut shell kind of flavor. Not bad. Like, there's nothing bad about the cigar. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cut this short because I want to hear about your cigar. This one was very one-dimensional. Yeah. It didn't do much for me overall. I would have been happy if I paid $8 for this cigar. It was an $18 cigar. Oh, yeah. No, that's when you know you're in trouble. On the price-to-quality scale where five is you get what you pay for, that's mm-hmm. a three. That's a three. That may be one of the lower ratings yeah. I've ever had you give a cigar. It was completely yeah. underwhelming. Yeah. And, and just, know? again, to review for price to quality, uh, everybody thinks, oh, it's a zero to ten scale. But but we haven't ever given anything a ten because five means you get exactly what you pay for. Mm-hmm. If it's above a five, it means, wow, that was even better. Like, I would have been, better I would have still buck, been right? happy if I'd paid a little more for this. If it's below five, it means you paid too much. And yeah. in this case, that's what you're saying. And, and yeah, pretty and substantially, too. I don't want to be harsh about it, because I don't, I haven't, that's the only cigar I've ever had from CLE mm-hmm. that has been, I think, under a five ever. I, I, I love almost everything I've had Right, from I mean, you've reviewed uh, yeah, them before and, and, and loved them. Yeah. I was blown away by the fact that that was actually mediocre mm-hmm. at best. Mm, interesting. So, well, I had, uh, you don't always win. Uh, so I had a winner this week, which I will tell you about. It is the uh, Matilde uh, Renacer Corona. Matilde is the creation of Jose Sejas. Uh, Jose is basically the guy who first blended and first created uh, back in his old job Romeo and Julieta and Monte Cristo. Back in the oh. day when those cigars were like. You know, when, those little all these, unknown ones. Right. When, when all these uh, custom boutique brands didn't exist and those guys were the real mm-hmm. deal. And what I'm talking about is the Dominican and the non Cuban blends right, right. of those, not the, not the original Cubans. But he was the guy that basically put those blends together. Uh, he is now involved in uh, Matilde. And this cigar is made with Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers and a Dominican binder. But the thing that makes it really unique is they use an Ecuadorian Habano riper, uh, a wrapper and it's cut just one time by the rollers. So in other words, they don't chop it up and use it in different in different, you know, uh, pieces right. as they as they wrap the cigar. It's a single leaf that's used from the foot 
to the head. So you're talking about a pretty large leaf. You're talking about a good-looking leaf because right. they're going to use it for the wrapper. Uh, and then they cap it also with a, with a single leaf. It was a beautiful cigar, really smooth. The pre-light was toasty and nutty. I picked this up actually when I was in uh, San Antonio on oh, my little right. uh, uh, getaway at Fink Cigars, which I talked about on the last uh, on the show last week. Shout out to those guys. Great little shop there in San Antonio. Um, so the, um, the cigar was beautiful, pre-light, toasty, and nutty, and so was the cigar at first. Uh, light and then here came all this complexity. Uh, there was wood, there was coffee beans as it smoked, there was this wonderful toasty flavor and even a little bit of kind of a, I love that sort of dry cocoa powder finish. It had it had that, some of my favorite cigars have got that. Uh, medium bodied and I have to say I was really impressed. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know much about this brand uh, but it was a uh, uh, much more com- much more complex than currently at least the standard brand Romeo and Julieta mm-hmm. or Monte Cristo. Now those cigar lines have some of the cigars in their lines that I think are are maybe right. equivalent to this. But if you just pick up one of the sort of midline of mm-hmm. those, this is a better buy for the money. It was about a seven dollar cigar worth every penny, fresh to quality. I give it a solid six. Nice. So uh, I would have been quite happy paying nine dollars. So we hit both sides of that scale today. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. So we were two <laughs> above and 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 two below. So uh, so that's the way it works. Okay. I'm anxious to get to cocktails. Plus we have some interesting beers uh, to taste. We have an Oktoberfest from Left Hand, and I mentioned Eureka. Heights, uh, we will be tasting their Mini Boss IPA, but you're just gonna love. It. I don't think you've seen the can yet. They have you. You found one of the cans. Oh, I haven't seen dude, it yet. yes, I found them for the first time in cans. Right, and it, it is it is now my favorite beer. Joel, can Joel told me it was happening. Ever. Ever of awesome. all time. Yeah, so uh, we'll get to that coming up. It's Smoking and Toasting. We will be right back with uh, Peter and Cody from Ritual and the Ready Room, and we will talk cocktails. Awesome. Oh, you guys did great. I am. I told you my neck Yeah. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, and it is uh, show number 105. It's our cocktail show uh, with Peter and Cody, and we're going to get to cocktails in a moment. Ian, just before we do, I uh, wanted to mention that, uh, and I, I haven't checked with you to see if you've had a time to see the whole show from Chris Hart's uh, Whiskey Neat uh, show. I know you had at least started uh, watching and listening to the show. I think we started something. Yeah, I think we did. And uh, so it's really interesting. In our, um, I'm not going to go into the whole story here because it'll take up the whole show. Not to mention, uh, we'll be talking about it next week. Well, that's exactly right. Um, it has to do with the stance that we took on no longer being willing to buy and purchase uh, Nat Sherman cigars because of a letter that their parent company sent to the FDA mm-hmm. supporting uh, the current legislation that is uh, that is in place and saying that they did not believe that premium cigars should be exempted from that legislation um, on uh, Chris's show. And by the way, love Chris Hart. He is a he is as good a friend of the show as exists. We support anything and everything he does. But he had a show on, he and Alan Denny, uh, where they went back over, because we went on Chris's show and, and talked about mm-hmm. that. And uh, he had a show on then last week with Alan Denny, who is with E.P. Carrillo, um, where they basically operated as apologists for... Um, the uh, Altria, the uh, the cigar, the cigarette company that uh, that owns Nat Sherman, that sent this letter. And guys, uh, well, Ian, all I can say is we should have been there because yes, all the been. stuff they said made sense. 
but they left out hugely important questions. Right. So Alan is actually going to be on our show next week, uh, and maybe we should invite Chris to come on as well because he's always welcome That'd on the show. That'd be fun. Uh, and uh, I think I think we'll kind of get to the bottom of it. I I don't want to you know punish anybody unfairly. And for the record, let me correct one thing, just in case you're watching that show. I never said, and and will continue to not say, that you. Uh, whoever's listening to this should not buy Nat Sherman cigars. I said, I can't buy them. I can't buy them. I can't smoke them because of that stance. To me, when you choose to boycott something, that's something personal. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's not something, it's something I believe in that strongly. I'd love to tell you about it. Whether you believe in it that strongly or not is up to you, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, so, and I never use the word boycott either, by the way. I just said, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. So it'll be interesting to see whether Alan who has now taken on the role of unofficial apologists uh, for these guys, can talk me back into it uh, next week. Or there's you, there's or always you. another side. And, and, and right, Alan's right. such a great guy I anyway, so if yeah. anybody can do it, maybe it's him. i love to see what he's got and to I, say. And I love Chris love Hart. to get in here and ask the questions. But, and I love Chris's show, and it's very interesting, very informative, but important questions went unasked on that show. So we will ask them next week, and then we'll see what those answers are, and we'll see where we go from I think there. That'll be, yeah. I think that'll be awesome. So I, I think it'll be fun. So, uh, all right. Sorry for that somewhat vague tease, but all will be explained on uh, show number 106. In the meantime, we have much more important details to get to, and they're about cocktails. Please welcome Peter Clifton and... Uh, Cody, I'm sorry. I blank on your last name. Which oh, last it's name? Northcutt. Northcutt, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Peter and Cody are from the Ready Room and from Ritual. Uh, first of all, Ritual is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say probably the hottest restaurant in Houston. If it's not, it's certainly damn close. And when I say hottest, just means, you know, Hard, their AC hard, works. Hard to get a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard to get a table. All of that. All of that kind of stuff. Uh, no, it, it's not that hard to but get a table. But worth the wait. But it, but, but worth the wait. And the food. I mean, they've been written up, you know, numerous times and have been uh, praised. And certainly everything that I've seen, the food is good. The drink selection is great. The cocktails are terrific. And then basically across the parking lot, they've now opened the ready room, which is. And, and I want you, uh, Peter, to describe what is the style of the Ready Room? Because it strikes me as almost like an old-school honky-tonk. But I don't mean that in the sort of country-western dancing sort of way. Uh, it just strikes me as an old-style saloon, maybe. Am I, it, was so that, to me, it's, was a, that it's, the it's a funky jazz so, um, pub that you could walk into. Something that you would see in New York or Philadelphia. All right, that totally works Chicago, better. Yeah. yeah, that totally mm. works better. Because it's so old-school in terms of its vibe and the... The look of the place and all of that—it's not, you know, one of those ultra modern New York bar. Type, no, we get a lot of complaints yeah. that our, our walls are too bare. So we need to add pictures. <laughs> so. uh, how long has Ready Room been open? Uh, Ready Room's been open for about what, nine, ten weeks. Yeah, yeah so, almost three months. Just yeah. About, yeah. So it's it's essentially brand new, and the focus of Ready Room is it on cocktails specifically? I mean, I know obviously you can get good beer there and you can get you know uh, straight spirits but it's really really was sort of built as a cocktail place wasn't it uh it, it is i looked at my report and ironically half of our sales is all about classic cocktails half of it is for our signature cocktails so we're built just about to do anything that you want to do whether it's whiskey neat whether it's beer in a glass or whether it's wine in glass or whether it's a cocktail so we know that wine and craft beer are going through you know uh, bits of a resurgence right now mm -hmm. certainly spirits are going through a resurgence is the same thing true uh, with cocktails is, is this a is this a sort of a growth time for the cocktail uh, end of the business I feel like they'll always will be growing I mean they had a really big stride a couple of years back mm -hmm. with the whole mm -hmm. um, 
cocktail renaissance now everyone mm-hmm. wants that classic everyone wants that signature what are you doing what tincture are you making style right see i remember right. for me the some of my first exposure to that was like when anvil opened on yep. on westheimer mm-hmm. and you would yep. go over there and look at the menu you go I, I have no idea. You just point to something, and they right. would make it, and then you decide to, you know how much you liked it. But uh, but you guys you guys are kind of in that vein. Although I don't think you have eight gazillion cocktails, but you have uh, you have some definite like interesting things that people might not have seen on a cocktail menu before. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. We yeah, do have 100%. our signatures that we put a lot of thought into. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you how do you go about creating a signature cocktail? Do you do you start like by saying, okay, let's take a sort of a basic cocktail that everybody knows and work up an interesting variation, or is it a start from scratch thing? I think there's two answers, but I'll let you start first. And, yeah. Well, thank uh, you. Um, I don't know how Peter does it, but me, with our whole concept, and we really tried to hone in on Houston as a whole, as a culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I like to do is find out little tidbits about the different wards and what kind of cocktail I'm making for that ward. Like I have one called the Eldorado Ballroom, called Dorado. Mm-hmm. So I like to take a little bit of that as inspiration and kind of see how I can fit in flavors to that culture of that ward and what kind of makes sense to that kind of event or that location. When that's I, how my inspiration when is. When I was in the ready room, I noticed that's kind of have you, how you have your cocktails divided mm-hmm. in the menu is by ward. So Houston is... Uh, from the sort of like Louisiana, uh, East Texas vibe, where things are things in the city are referred to as wards. I don't know if right. that's I don't know if that's true everywhere. Is that true? No, Louisiana's like, parishes. No. Yeah, yeah, right, Louisiana's yeah. parishes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but I know, like in New in, in New Orleans, so they'll refer to things as as wards as as well. I think. But any, anyway, um, the but the point is that there's a uh, there's a distinct Houston feel to the. Uh, to the cocktail menu, and and that's that's sort of the start of it. Um, how do you decide what what cocktail matches what like part of town, what ward? Oh well, that is just uh, the culture of it all. Yeah, we we've we delved back, and me and Pete have stayed up countless nights just looking at it all. Like Fifth Ward, for example, back in its heyday was mostly Creole. Mm-hmm. So from right there, you can get African American, you can get French, you can get Spanish. That right there is a whole culmination of mm-hmm. different flavors and styles that you can play with. One of the things people who live elsewhere don't know about Houston is how diverse the city really exactly. is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and how many different cultures have sort of melded in this one place to uh, to create a, a, pre- a pretty unique uh, a pretty unique city. So that that but that would be interesting translating that to a cocktail though. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, is it certain spirits that you think represent that uh, or certain flavors that represent uh, a absolutely. particular uh, you know, ethnic group or, or part of the city or how is that? I, I don't know. I guess probably I guess culture just, group. Yeah, rather I'm just fascinated than by group. it. Yeah, well, yeah, right, the, right. The best representations of that is your Schrimps field, actually. Okay. So I don't know if you want to talk about that, but it's a very German-inspired kind of feel with tequila, mm-hmm. which you know you don't think of Germany well, as, as tequila. As think tequila, yeah, no. Right. You think of like brandy and beer and all that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean it's uh, tequila, driver move, Benedictine. I do a mushroom tarragon syrup. And, a mushroom uh, tarragon. And of course you do. Ode I've got a bottle of mushroom tarragon syrup in the bar. And no, no, <laughs> I don't. hanging out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, really, that inspiration came from uh, a cocktail I competed with and kind of evolved over time. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of it's the way it's written in the menu, Schrimpsfield, number one. And mm-hmm. I have another cocktail called Alacran, number four. Mm-hmm. So it starts from German to Hispanic. 
because that's that was the evolution of second ward the germans took over well established second ward and then the latins kind of moved in and mm-hmm. they didn't get along and so the germans moved out so when you look at the menu it's all about flavor it's all about menu placement it, it tells a story so that's that way so you understand it Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Now you mentioned competition. Have you uh, been a part of uh, you got either both of you guys been we have, a part yeah. of cocktail competitions? And how how do you even do you get selected for that or do you enter? Just depends on the actual on brand. the competition. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I did one for Bacardi um, last year. It was their legacy one, and then I submitted a cocktail and I was chosen. So I guess that's how that worked out. Okay, but, interesting. Yeah, I know yes. you did Heaven Hill. I did Heaven Hill. Yeah. So in these cases, you come up with a cocktail using their products mm-hmm. and and you let them know what it is no they give you guidelines you oh, have they to give follow guidelines. certain I see. rules yes. i see oh very so. interesting mm-hmm. so then when there's a contest is there an actual physical contest you get together and make things and judges drink them and judge oh, absolutely. or is it absolutely. yeah very so, nerve-wracking really yeah yeah i, mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's your it's like band recital except for guys that are making yeah. uh, guys that are making <laughs> drinks right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is really cool but i can see what that would be because you've made it you've poured it you're watching their faces. It's like one of those, you know, cooking shows on TV yeah. or something. You know, you're which hopefully you're hoping you're the sixth one in line because yeah. by then the judges had a couple already. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, <can't> <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of have a couple, let's have one uh, right now. What what do we want to What do we want to sample? Uh, I think we should start off with something that's called. Looking see. for the sun. No, let's do the uh, the Latour. Eiffel. The Eiffel. Gotcha. All right, now, uh, the cocktails that you guys have prepared for today's show, are these uh, cocktails that are on your menu that are available? Are they newer things you're well, working or experimenting with? What's the – what Cody did you decide I, to bring? We like to uh, get together at the Heights Cigar Lounge in, in the Heights on 19th Street. Mm-hmm. And so we were going through – we're in the process of making our new menu. Mm-hmm. And so him and I kind of brainstormed. He had different perspectives on certain things, and so do I. And um, – my take is that a lot of people want to have many different types of drinks they're not aware of. They really do. Right. They just don't know them. They don't know and what so, to order. Yeah. Right. And there's a way to convey that message by putting other cocktails on there to kind of lure their men a bit and say, hey, if you like if you like a Sazerac, you'll like this. Right. And this is one of the uh, prime examples of that. So Now, you are warming something up in a cup in your hand, right? That is... No, I'm just risking the cup with absinthe. Oh, okay. So we don't want to add too a, much of that. Again, that's what I do at home. I rinse my, <laughs> rinse my plastic cups out with, uh, with absinthe. Hey, plastic's uh, a very porous uh, mm-hmm. material. I'll mm-hmm. stick in. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, something that we want to do on Wednesdays called um, Wormwood Wednesdays. So Wormwood Wednesdays focus on absinthe. Right, because Cocktails that is wormwood. I, I have is the, like half a yeah. bottle of Malort. You can use. Oh, we, we got bottles. Uh, <laughs> Malort. <laughs> we probably be served more Malort than any other bar in the city. Do you really? Yeah. Do you, do you do actually you, have it? Oh, yeah. Do you hilarious. have Malort cocktails? I'm working on one, and I think I'm going to call it. So you want to fight your dad? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. so good. <laughs> that's so perfect. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, so here's a little so, taste of that. All right, so this is. Um, uh, tell me again what the, the name of this so is. So this is Latour, I feel. So okay. basically, it's a um, it's Gary Reagan's uh, impression of a Sazerac if it were made in France. Yep. So you have an Exo <laughs> Cognac, you have Cointreau, and you have a uh, French liqueur called Suze. Mm-hmm. So and then your glass is rinsed with absinthe. And you can still taste that wormwood right through everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say when you say the glass is rinsed, is that like a cocktail way of saying how little of it there actually is in here? 
Or, well, or is that, that just, you actually, or is it literal, really about the process? Yeah, you just literally rinse the glass with it. So you get yeah. a nice coat on so there. You put so. a little bit, it sort of coats the side of, mm-hmm. the, of the glass. Absolutely. And then, because I will say, uh, Ian's, Ian's right, the wormwood comes ringing through. right through. The you get flavors that. cut through it's, as well. It's probably the, the dominant flavor, but then you sort of taste the now, other Now, what things. else did you say was in here? Uh, Exo Cognac, Cointreau, and uh, Suze. I don't know the last one. So Suze is a um, uh, an aperitif, a French aperitif, mm. um, a little bit lighter, a little bit focuses more on some gentian root and some other ingredients. Mm. So it dries know, it out, pops it out. This is not your little sister's cocktail. No. You know, this is not something that, you know, is fruity or sweet or, uh, you know, you would... Uh, you would serve at the summer beach party. You know, no, it's this it's is, not. This is this is a serious cocktail, well, and it's really it's so the, really delicious. The interesting the thing with the double bingo cards. Yes, that's that one. yes, you're so right. You're the so interesting right. thing about it, you know, uh, the interesting thing about this is I love trying new things, and this one makes me have to think about it. Like yes, I, I don't instantly love it. But I like it. It's interesting, and I keep wanting to you keep wanting find to more things find more. in it. So yes. it's incredibly interesting. It makes me want to keep coming back to well, it. Well, and I will say I totally understand what you're saying because I like, you know, I've had about my fourth, fifth sip of it now, mm-hmm. and with each one I like it more. You know, the first one you're like, you're getting used to those flavors on your palate. You're yeah, like, oh, the first one's always a little shocker. I don't know, mm-hmm. wormwood. I don't know. You know, and uh, because I'm not a, a a sort of a licorice flavor guy by nature, so I don't gravitate towards that that kind of taste. But then when you taste what's going on in here, complexity. I mean this this is this is the um, cigar. This is the cocktail equivalent. Of like an AJ Fernandez cigar blend because there's so much yeah. going on here. It's so and, complex. And the more you sip it, the more it kind of develops too. It's mm-hmm. You try something on your mm-hmm. interesting. Mm. Give that a try. All right. So I'm not sure what you just did. That was a uh, just was a little lemon? bit of a lemon peel okay. too. Oh, a little lemon peel. Okay. And see now, just on the nose, mm-hmm. I'm getting that sort of lemon zest. So it's amazing what a little oil will do. Wow. I have to be honest with you. That really changed it in, in a in a way that I think makes it um, okay. So a little, even maybe a little more drinkable. Like uh, so, funny enough, if you handed that to me like that first, I probably would have instantly liked this, mm-hmm. and, but not found it as interesting. So it's fun to actually go through mm-hmm. that experience mm-hmm. of try it this way and then try it this way. Yeah. That's really cool. You know you have a complicated cocktail when you have to tend to it about midway through the person drinking yes. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's like, awesome, though, because like <laughs> you deliver it to their uh, to the bar or to their table, and you go, I'll be back in two and a half minutes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink that too quick. I'm yeah. well, what's, what's fun about this is this is, this is uh, even less of I'm just having a drink versus this is an experience. Mm-hmm. Because it you is. actually go through... Like a whole bunch of things flavor-wise on this. This is more like uh, sitting down for a four-course meal versus I'm grabbing a burger, you know? Well, and, no. you know, it, it's very much in keeping with the the style of the food at Ritual, uh, which is, you know, the sort of the parent restaurant, I guess, of uh, of the Ready Room. Um, you know, it's it's all stuff on the menu that you recognize but it's all just a little more complex in the way that it's put together uh, and what the ingredients are and what's mixed together mm-hmm. than maybe that food that you've ordered a similar thing somewhere else if you go to the pork carnitas they're going to be fixed in a in a little bit different way in a little more complex uh, uh way than than you ordered them perhaps the the last place you got them, you, you know, know? You, you've asked a question about <clears throat> how do you approach cocktails how do you make cocktails you know there's 
it's kind of hard to be original like french cooking everything's a mm-hmm. derivative of french mm-hmm. cooking um it's all been done right? so my my thought process is you know let's go back to when everything was done right let's go back to when everything was an inspiration and learn from that create that backbone then that's going to help you really kind of branch out a little bit more and be mm-hmm. a little bit more unique um so that's the route that we're taking with the new menu which I think mm-hmm. was also the theme of the animated film Ratatouille, if I don't... Uh, there you have it. Yeah, so... It, it, it I like it. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. No, this is, this is honestly, this is one of the more complex and interesting cocktails that I've ever had. And it's so interesting to me that, you know, trying it in, in this sort of, like, place where I haven't had another cocktail, no one else around me is going, oh, here, try this. Like, it's just focusing on this. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm... I'm finding that I really like it more and more with every with every sip, and that's that's important. I think this would go well with a cigar. Yeah, I, I found absolutely. That out, yeah, I was going to say, I just you've done your that. research, sir, <laughs> uh, and that's what you're supposed research to do. Research finished. All right, so so I want us to taste an Oktoberfest because it is uh, that time of the year, and so we've been trying to do an Oktoberfest on every show. So we're going to do that when we come back for the next segment, and we'll also do another cocktail, guys. What will we be? tasting next the, next we'll be tasting the sun also rises one of the jim mehem uh originals out of new york and that is a great title such a great name mm-hmm. the sun also rises so Hemingway. all right we'll yes absolutely, absolutely. we'll get to the <laughs> who is it uh, uh that david tell the comedian he has that great line where he goes where he says all of the great writers were alcoholics hemingway that other guy <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back it's smoking and toasting show number 105 Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if he's even still, like, out doing stuff. I'm he was hilarious. Hey, welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. It is show number 105, The Cocktail Show, uh, with uh, Peter and Cody Those from the Red Room. crazy. Gentlemen, oh, yes. It's, it, it, I've been looking forward to the show for a long time, actually. And honestly, we do not spend enough time talking cocktails because... There, as much as we love, you know, spirits and and crap, there's such an art on the um, on the consumer side mm-hmm. to the cocktail. I mean, you can certainly go to the ready room and you guys can uh, can prepare us a fantastic cocktail. Mm-hmm. But there's also the challenge of how do you make these or something, you know, passable at least at home that doesn't really exist. I mean, I know guys, some guys do home brewing and and stuff, but for the most part, the average consumer doesn't. But the average consumer probably does try to whip up a cocktail here or there. And if all you can make is a screwdriver and, like me, a dirty martini, um, you know, you're, you're somewhat limited. So I love the idea of going, hearing, you know, uh, hearing you guys talk about these cocktails, trying them out, and then trying to figure out, okay, I don't know if I can make that, but what can I make? What's what's right. within my, you know, uh, realm. My, my realm? Exactly. So uh, so I, I just figured this is so interesting to most people, and uh, that's why I, I think we should do more on the show with cocktails. because. Well, I found if I just take a shot of whatever I'm mixing before I make my drink, it always tastes a little better, especially yeah. by the third or fourth one. <laughs> it does. Well, you would have... Uh, I'm the worst at this. Sorry. I really do respect <laughs> and love what you guys do. I love mixed drinks when they're not made by me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you realize that's how the Dutch won the 80-year war. Is it? You yeah. drank a lot of gin, and they won it. Yeah. <laughs> I call it Dutch courage. <laughs> Dutch courage. I love it. Um, I always thought, you know, that reminds me of the old saying, uh, you know, my God invented whiskey. 
uh, was uh, so the Irish wouldn't take over the world. Right. You know, that's uh, that's an old old line, but very. Uh, my, uh, I'm so I'm so bad at it. my brew club puts on a party every year called uh, the Lounge Formal. The Lounge Formal. And we all have Is to it take a cocktail party or. Well, yeah, we have cocktails. We have all kinds of stuff. We all have to take turns bartending at some point in time in the evening. <laughs> yes. And I usually last about three minutes before someone comes along and goes, no, no, you go over there and deal with music <laughs> or something. Do you, do you just Bill I'm Murray just them? So bad just hand him shots of tequila? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, uh, so every year, as soon as we hit sort of uh, mid-August and the Oktoberfest beers begin to come out, mm-hmm. uh, we start trying to have at least one Oktoberfest on every show. And for today's show, I brought in a Marzen Lager Oktoberfest that is from Left Hand Brewing. I love Left Hand Brewing. This is one of those uh, breweries that always seems to get it right. Uh, This is described as having toasty malt flavors dominating up front and noble hops leading to a spicy and superbly clean lager finish. It is a 6.6, which actually is, you know, that's a little higher than most. A little higher than yeah. most Oktoberfest. And uh, it is also very interesting on the nose. And I see you guys. It's so great to me when I see guys who are uh, who are not on the show, at least as beer guys, who come in and who sample their beers and, and, and do the whole nose thing uh, the oh, way yeah. you guys are doing. So uh, I we guess can, that's uh, – do you do that with cocktails, by the way? I, I, nose, can, I can appreciate you. I, I know we do kind. straight spirits, yeah. but yes, uh, yeah. Mm, that's that's good. So as we sample this, I will ask you, uh, when you're putting together your beer list, or uh, do you have taps in the ready room? Or we don't. It's all canned beer. It's all canned beer. Yeah. So uh, so how important is, in in a bar that's going to be very cocktail forward, how important is your is your curation of the beer list? I mean, your beer list consists of maybe 5%, 10% of total sales. Mm-hmm. So you want to obviously pick something that all guys can gravitate towards. You know, for us, it's Miller High Life. And okay. people love mm-hmm. that. But, Champagne and beers. And then you add on stuff like, you know, another necessary evil, like Buffalo Body 1836 Copperhill. People Texas love drinking. drinking By the that way, one. that's yeah. a brilliant beer. It is a brilliant beer. So I love that. It's, yeah. you know, so you, you, you pick and choose, and then you're able, able to have two beers that you just kind of Experiment with like the mm-hmm. like that we do the Avery um, what's it Bug Zapper <laughs> Bug Zapper the ghost yeah, like yeah. a German ghost you know so you can right. play around with some of that Ian you just sent an empty um, <laughs> I think you short poured me back to me did I short pour you or did you uh, like really enjoy it that much I'm going with short poured me okay um, so uh, so tell me about your thoughts about this uh, this is the Left Hand Oktoberfest Marzen style ale um, after minimal uh, deliberation I'm for it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is delicious. Uh, it's interesting it really because the spices are, it's got a little bit of uh, sweet, almost baking spices on the tail mm-hmm. end of it, just past the hops. It's really interesting because, um, like, after you breathe after that first sip, it really comes up as a nice uh, fall flavors kind of yes, idea. I agree. And you know me, I love malty beers. I also love how they balance the hops in this. You know, one of my favorite. Oktoberfest ever, and I try to drink them out of it every year. St. Arnold's, I just think well, it's brilliant. We really? use that as our sort of baseline yeah, for uh, just, for Oktoberfest. Yeah, but what it isn't show. is it's not hoppy at all. This right. has a hoppiness to it, but a balance to that hoppy that really does. It goes malt, hop, spice, done. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well crafted beer. Yeah, I thought the the Oktoberfest that we tried on last week's show, and I think we may have tried that before you came back in because you uh, were only in for the last segment. Uh, Show. But I thought the Oktoberfest we tried on last week's show was it 
was a really good Meyerson, but it wasn't. It didn't have those sort of fall flavors to it, and that's one thing I love about the Saint Arnold Oktoberfest is it definitely embodies those fall flavors. I would put this one almost right in between the two. Like it's, it's. Which it's one was got, it last week? Because I think uh, I did miss that one. Do last you week was the. Uh, oh, it was uh, one from Seguin. It was Seguin. from Seguin oh, okay, Brewing gotcha. Company. Yes, uh, and, and I remember was, watching you it taste was, it. It was very good. <laughs> I mean, we really enjoyed it. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was definitely did not have the whole baking spices sort of uh, vibe to it the way that the St. Arnold does. It was much more a traditional Marzen flavor. This one I would put right in the middle of the This one the is funny, too, because good. it doesn't have a lot on the nose going on. Yeah. Like, it doesn't present. I'm sorry, go ahead. It doesn't. I mean, uh, I, what I would like to do, if you have one here, to, we can pour it in the boot mm -hmm. and chug it. Um, even a traditional, I got you. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually very easy drink. It's very dry, very chalky on the mm -hmm. back end of it. Um, but I get what you're getting from. The hop is, is there, but it's not there. It, I like it. Yeah, yeah. the hop mm -hmm. adds that nice bitter snap to the very end, and then it goes into baking spice. It's almost like they timed it. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Uh, so let's transition to cocktail here and go to what our next uh, – uh, what our next uh, feature cocktail is going to be. And uh, again, uh, this is uh, also going to be a cocktail that is available at the Ready Room, right? Because the, the first one that we tried is definitely available. Absolutely. Well, it'll be available on, on our next menu, which we're going to release now, are, at the beginning yes. of October. Are you hand mixing every cocktail? Or are you going to have some on tap? Is there going to be. Uh, no, I have nothing on tap. Okay. For, for you, Ready you Room. You mentioned that on beer. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. But I think for Ready Room, you know, I think. Most bars you go to, you can get a chartreuse on tap, or you can get something cool on tap, which mm -hmm. I like. It's a cool idea. Mm -hmm. But for us, is I don't know. If it's just something about the history of cocktails and bartending. It's, it's very nostalgic. Well, there's the handcrafted vibe that's always nice yeah. too. You and know, when place, you order something and they make it. Yeah, your place is just steeped in history from Absolutely. from the way that the uh, the menus are put together to the look of the place, the the walls, the. The, do you still have that really old school piano in the corner? We do. Still there. I love that still thing. There, yeah. <laughs> so so cool. that handcrafted thing makes a difference. The best, like I'm talking about this years later, the best margarita I've ever had in my life was from a guy um, at this bar, a random bar south on uh, I-45. We ended up going there for uh, some show and meet some friends. And uh, my wife asked for a margarita, and he goes, okay, what kind of margarita do you want? She goes, I don't know, something good. And he goes, I got gotcha. you. And then he walks off. And he's gone. That's that's an answer. Then he comes back. <laughs> yep. Then he comes back a little while later with a handful of limes and starts squeezing them. And he made this entire thing right from fresh. Totally it was from the best scratch, one yeah. I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and literally just made the entire mix and everything right there in front of us. Was, I've never had one like that. It was amazing. It's uh, you know, that and that was always you know one of the things when the cocktail resurgence of a few years back really happened. That was one of the things that it was focused that I found as a part of the focus of it, which was. You know, every single ingredient put into it, you know, if you went to a place that was really good, was very fresh and was very, like, it was Absolutely the original right. ingredient, not anything that you could buy that was, you know, mixed or, or pre-prepared, pre you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I'll admit to... Uh, you know, sometimes using the margarita mix, if you find a good one, it's not that bad. But uh, there's really nothing quite like squeezing the limes yourself yeah. and 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 doing doing all of it. But there, you have to know what you're doing. You have to get that balance right because uh, right. Nina's will do it for you, or you can uh, or you can figure out how to do it yourself. I mean, it really depends on how geeky you get into it. You know, some mm -hmm. people look at pH balance, some people look at sugar balance, some people mm -hmm. look at uh, you know how long has it been squeezed. It's Brick levels. <laughs> the average consumer doesn't really know. Did you squeeze right, it by so. hand? 
hand, or did you do one of right. the little uh, absolutely? Uh, thing? Yeah, right. that's a big exactly. deal too. Yeah. Uh, some people don't really, most people don't really know that. But when you take the time to educate them and you give that show, they go, uh-huh. "Aha, yeah. I get it." Yeah, and so and it becomes more of a fun experience. So is is it? Uh, has it become sexy to be a cocktail nerd? I mean, is that like a, is is that like I don't a cool know, thing? Man. Like, because, <laughs> is you know, that a thing? Well, here's the thing. I, I for a long time, like if you were like a comic book nerd, it mm. was like the, the least thing. sexy thing ever. Bazinga! But then it kind of became, you know, all these comic book movies became like you know big box office and all that, and it kind of became a little cool to be the Comic Con guy. You know what right. I mean? Uh, to be the Walking Dead no, guy. I, I, Are you no saying idea. they're going to remake yeah. Cocktail? Yeah. Well, well, I think maybe. <laughs> I think maybe it should be discussed, yes. Well, I no, think I it mean, is. I had a guy the other day was sitting at the bar, and I was making a Hemingway daiquiri. Mm. And out of the middle of nowhere, he goes, oh, you're making a Hemingway. Okay. And you're like, okay. what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he knew just from the ingredients. He knew exactly what I was putting. Yeah. That is so interesting. So speaking of Hemingway, the so sun we have, also rises. Absolutely. We have something called the sun also rises. This is a Jim Meehem. Jim Meehem owns uh, PDT in New York. Also wrote a couple of bartending manuals that one of them just recently came out yep. that we like. The, the bartender manual, actually. And uh, so this is basically, um, you got Banks uh, 5 rum on this one. You got maraschino. You got grapefruit, a little bit of lime juice, and also a touch of absinthe. So. It's interesting how much mm-hmm. of that I can detect on the nose. Like, as you were, I was, I was smelling it as you, you were. You know, the... Listing all of those, I'm like, yes, yeah, oh, yep. yeah, yes. I might yes. be a little nuts, but the culmination of all that almost smells a little lavender. Is that? I can see it's that. It's really floral to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just. I think you're getting that from the absinthe. Is that what it is? Yeah, I can. It's it's a, it's a top layer. Mm-hmm. I will say this is one that the nose is very. It's on different. the retro hail big yeah. time. The it's nose far. is very different from what it does on the tongue. Uh, the nose, no, I think I think the tongue is exactly what he's describing. It, it, yeah. it becomes floral. Uh, yes. Yes, I think you may be right, but I get some of that grapefruit more, From the more nose. intensely. Well, I was going to say more intensely, like in the middle of the tongue, than I did even on the nose. Maybe you know, again, maybe this is me. I do love grapefruit though, mm-hmm. so this one appeals to me right off mm-hmm. the bat. I yeah. love that grapefruit sour. You didn't put. There's not a lot of sweet. Like there's there's just enough sweet to make it not um, feel not super like it's tart. yeah. It's not like it's super tart or make your face pucker, but it's still got it retains enough of that grapefruit to where. You really get that grapefruit yeah. sour finish. That's really nice. If I order this at the ready room, what kind of a glass is this served in? Is this a tall glass with crushed ice? No, that would be a um, that with the way this should be served should be a um, a coupe with crushed ice inside okay. yeah. of it. Okay, mm-hmm. and so. and is that something that you is is that? I guess what I'm asking is: is there a science? Wear. Is there a science to that, or is it more art? The, well, the right glass with the right cocktail. I think it's a combination of both because yeah. you want to express the cocktail in a certain way because mm-hmm. presentation is key. People do eat with their eyes. Mm-hmm. And at the same token, there is a little bit of a science because if you have such a floral cocktail, you want it to smell it. So mm-hmm. if you use this wide open space, the aroma is going right. to go everywhere. Right. So there, there's, it's a combination. It's all. It's always interesting to me to see what glass the cocktail arrives right. in after you've read the ingredients and, and, and ordered it off of the menu, especially if it's something you haven't had before. Well, unless you're going tiki, then you just find like a stormtrooper oh, helmet and you throw it in there. Yeah. You know? I love, <laughs> I love tiki drinks. Uh, yeah, I really do. <laughs> there's a bar in Portland, Oregon, where you get your cocktail yes. in an old Nintendo cartridge. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. 
See, I'm enough of a geek to really think that's cool. That's that's surrounded. Just by and they also had a stormtrooper helmet too. They did. I, I stole it. What did you so, say, Ian? I said I'm surrounded by nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. Uh, I think that this um, this could almost qualify as a tiki style drink. It's got just enough of that well, tropicality mm-hmm. to it, maybe. Well, it, it it is a Hemingway riff. Right. So it is a Hemingway. Right. The only thing you're doing is, is the old man swapping. in the sea. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried yeah. this? In fact, with the Fuente Hemingway series cigar. I have not, but I would love to do that with you. We're gonna Next one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we get off the show. We can do uh, that. That's a date, gentlemen. That is a date. All right, we're going to take a... That's a man date. Yeah, it's a man date. That's <laughs> <laughs> a double entendre as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay, we will be uh, right back for the next segment of the show, another uh, cocktail, and then I'm going to be breaking out this beer from Eureka Heights, Ian, and I'm so excited for you to see the can on this beer. I can't wait to see and, the can. And, of course, you and I both love Eureka Heights. The guys are just terrific in there. Their beer is fantastic. And so we will be tasting the Mini Boss IPA, uh, plus uh, more cocktails with uh, uh, Peter and Cody uh, from the Ready Room as we continue with Smoking a Toast in number 105. I really, really like this. Because all those we've had, they still pack the lunch. Yeah, that's a good one. It's just so Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. It's uh, show number 105. I love the sound bites from in between the segments. Uh, Ian, I believe, just said, well, when that came out, you were a teenage boy that played guitar, and Lita Ford was awesome. That was the that was the uh, that was the soundbite from uh, from in between the segments. If you're watching on Facebook, you get to. I didn't really see buy that. an or, album, but I sure had a poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, by the way, you can not only catch the show on Facebook uh, in terms of the video, but you can also see it on uh, YouTube. We have our YouTube channel there as well, so you can check that out. Um, we want to remind you about the. Uh, whiskey sniff tickets are on sale now go to eventbrite.com and uh, search whiskey sniff um, the tickets are I think very reasonable based on what is going to be available at the sniff the food from B&B uh, let's put it this way you if know, you went to B&B and had the food and the whiskey and the cigars that you're going to like it would cost you much more than one of the fun things to do with with the whiskey sniff uh is when you you know when you go and you select your first whiskey, you just smell the whiskey and this one matches and you go right, with right. it, right? Of course, yeah. If you get a short pour, mm-hmm. which I I do at my house all the time, I do that because uh, I'll I'll drink that whiskey and smoke my cigar. When I'm done with the whiskey, I'll go in and I'll try something else. Mm-hmm. You know, now if you're pouring big, it's a little hard to do that. Sure. But if you if you pour a little short, you can try you know three or four different whiskeys. And what's Correct. funny is because now you have the whiskey on your palate and the cigar on your palate, mm-hmm. it keeps evolving every course, time you yes. go back in and smell another one. You have more flavors that you're picking up and more flavors that you think will match. It's really interesting the way and, it works. And it's, then sometimes adding water changes everything. Adding you know? water will change you know? the flavor yeah. of the Absolutely. whiskey you're on. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, there's so many different ways. Well, that's what's going to be unique and awesome about the sniff is that once you get that cigar lit, you know, you can try your pairing, but you if you try, also want yeah. to do short pours, you can try several pairings. Right. So it, it'll be something I think will be really, really fun and interesting as the evening So this progresses. is something, like, as geeky as it, you talked about being geeky. Okay, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. geeky sometimes, but I'm geeky about really cool things. Yeah, that's what like you always whiskey. say. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so what I... <laughs> He always says that he goes, "Yeah, I'm a nerd, but I'm a nerd about stuff that's really cool." (laughs) So if I'm if I'm doing that and I want to explore 
more whiskeys. I, I love Sonic Ice. It's the little tiny oh, ice yeah. balls, right? Mm-hmm. The little mm-hmm. tiny ones. A couple ice. Right. So you just grab a few of those in a glass and you short pour, and you get to take the whole ride with the whiskey. Like I like to try it neat. I like to try it cold, and I like to try it as it as it waters out a little bit and so try you it through different amounts of, of water. Things. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. get this whole like we talked about an experience rather than I'm just slamming some whiskey. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Time and place for that, I guess. But but I like to to go through that whole experience. And if you pour small half-ounce pours and you do this, then with one cigar, you can enjoy, you know, if you've got a cigar that lasts for an hour or even 45 minutes, you mm-hmm. can enjoy three or four whiskeys in a place where you would have poured, like, one big one or something like so that. So you can be that guy at the whiskey sniff that's going just a little. Right. Right, mm-hmm. because you're going to be trying more than... Yeah, uh, and the whole secret yeah. is to look at how many different ones you can try. Right, of course. Yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> trust me, motives. With, the, with the lineup, and, and that lineup that I gave you, that's only a fraction of that's, what's going to be there. So it's cool. going to be used. And we're going to have a table that, for people who are not you know, as big a whiskey fans, we're going to have a table that has rum selections, cognac selections... Uh, tequila. Uh, tequila. We're going to have the Patron... Um, Añejo tequila, which we sampled on the 100th show. That tequila was fantastic. And then we'll have the other table, which will yeah. just have a bottle of Malort. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and Ian sitting, at the end. Because that's the better version. And, and, you're gonna, you're and, Ian, there. and Ian's sitting there sadly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what the table will look like. All right. Look, Ian, look, no, no. Don't smell this. Just try it. <laughs> I, think, I think the second brewery we ever had on the show was Eureka Heights. Uh, the, the second brewery we had represented on the show that brought that's their stuff in to, uh, to sample for us. At the time, the guys were were very enthusiastic and they uh, brought these uh these and they just in hired yeah brent davis their brand ambassador yes and uh so my friend joel told brent he goes so you're gonna go on the show and you're gonna hang out with these guys and you may smoke cigars and drink beer and he goes you mean that's my job <laughs> he's just been hired that's yeah. awesome yeah, tall gentleman thing. yeah that's awesome well uh we loved their beer then we've loved it every time we've been able to sample it now and i was so excited to walk into specs on tuesday mm-hmm. and find in the cooler they're gathered with all of the other texas beers uh, a couple of selections from Eureka Heights. They you had, still haven't showed me this no, can. You have artfully they, kept yeah. it. They, they <laughs> had the sneak peek. You're going to like it. They had the Buckle Bunny, uh, which was, uh, of course, the uh, GABF you know, gold medal winner for them. Yes, yes. That's right. And that's that's probably going to be their bestseller. That's going to be their uh, their Shiner Bach, if you will. You know, It's well, going to be their one that sells It's also the funny, too, because it, do you know what a Buckle Bunny is? Yes. <laughs> that's the that's the girls that hang out mm-hmm. at the rodeo, right? Right. Like for rock stars, we called them uh, groupies. Groupies. Yeah. Thank you. But they're called buckle bunnies. Uh, buckle bunnies. The rodeo. Okay. So so now we know that. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to unveil you this. This is an IPA. You've had it before. Well, we've had the boss. Have we had the mini boss? I don't know if we've had the mini boss. I've tasted this. This to me tastes like IPA tangerine wonderful. Well, it's a very yeah, it's a very uh, fruit forward IPA. Uh, but I love the mini boss uh, packaging so much. It's tangerine. now my favorite beer can. Mm. Um, as you can see, it's got the old. Uh, 8-bit or 16-bit boss <laughs> there with the mini boss beside him. But then here's the thing that makes it brilliant. Are you ready for this? The inscription below it says, 
all your hop are belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, this is my new favorite beer. Good like, going, guys. That, Good that, going, guys. And, you know, uh, if... Let me see that. I'm going to put that on the camera so everyone can see I, I won't go through explaining what it is for anybody that doesn't understand, <laughs> but if you if you don't understand, just Google all your bass are belong to us, and then you'll... You'll know what this is all about. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the greatest memes of all time on the internet. Oh, absolutely. One of the great. And I just thought it was so brilliant that they managed all your hopper. There's a brewery, uh, not a brewery, a brewery supply place on the north side of town over off of uh, Shepherd. And I walked in and they have a a, a shirt that says, All your beer are belong to us. And it's the big monster taking over the beer. Well, I just thought this was Uh, perfect. Yeah. the, the, The. microbreweries is pretty funny just we, thought it was we've perfect, had the so. mini boss on at ritual for we have a year right uh, about about eight about it's yeah. a, <laughs> excuse me this it's is a really good ipa this is a really light drinking ipa it's actually a, a little hoppier than i generally like an ipa but it has a that tangerine kind of sweetness right up front mm-hmm. and it really kind of offsets that the really offsets bitter. it yeah. to me and makes this a very drinkable ipa and as much as ipas like this i generally go eh I kind of like this one. Yeah, and this is right up my uh, alley. I, now, this is my kind of. That being beer. said, they also make their uh, their wicked awesome ESB, and mm-hmm. I will drink much of that. that I love. A great, great. They're beer. one of the few people that even make an ESB, and, and they make yeah. a brilliant one. You know. Well, so far, what I saw in the cooler at Specs was the Mini Boss and the Buckle Bunny. Uh, so and that's I, that's what they're going to have for yeah, a while. I'm assuming that's the original. Yeah, that's the what they're going to have for a while. So. They'll expand later, but I think their uh, canning process is a little limited at the moment. Yeah, so they're those guys. Yeah. So Peter, it looks like you've already poured us our next uh, cocktail. Is that correct? <laughs> I did, if you don't mind. Uh, so what are we uh, what are we going to be sampling here next? Well, we we got something exciting. We're going to do on the new menu on Friday. It's going to be an old fashioned Friday. How often does the menu update? You mentioned uh, this. Three about months. seasonally, like yeah. every three months, but yeah. like traditional seasons, not like Texas seasons. Because if we did Texas season, it'd be like a new menu for a whole week. And yeah, then we have to go back to the original. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it's spring. Okay, it's summer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, but we want to have some fun, so we're going to do old fashioned Fridays. So Fridays, you'll have an old fashioned with, I believe we chose what's it, nine different? Yeah, nine different about. spirits. I've read that some people are crediting the resurgence of the old fashioned to the TV show Mad Men. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm one of those. Uh, so you, you believe that to be true then? Yeah. 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 Well, I believe it had an impact. Yeah. You know. Yeah, certainly. Certainly, if nothing else, jumped on something that that was already beginning to catch fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the old fashioned, obviously, despite the name, I mean, this this cocktail does go back a ways, correct? It does. Yeah, it, it's very similar to um, the definition of a cocktail, which is spirit, sugar, water, bitter. So most people attribute it to whiskey. That's because that's an American, like that's our our spirit. Right. But it just says spirit. It doesn't say whiskey. So we're trying to show that you can do other old fashioned. Now people have done rum old fashions, but we're trying to push the limits and go. Mm-hmm. Well, let's try, you know, let's try gin. Let's try vodka. Let's try right. Geneva. Let's try all these other weird ones. Let's see so, if I can do it. So this one is a Geneva old fashioned. Geneva mm-hmm. old fashioned. So what does that mean? So based the recipe on this is uh, well Geneva or Geneva, mm-hmm. depending on how you pronounce it. Um, a little bit of cane sugar mm-hmm. and three dashes of Angostura, and that's it. And nope. is that? 
is that like the right bidders? Like, because uh, uh, I was buying some of that actually when I was in specs this week, and uh, I just saw all these other kinds and and flavors and and styles. Is, is that sort of the baseline bitters? Is that is, well, Angostura is 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 one of the more more staple ones that right. have been, that has been around. Also, Peychaud is another mm-hmm. one that's been around for a while. So if you're if you're going more towards that old school classic style, then yeah, those, those are there's only a few that was out. You that's know, that's like an ingredient with a very expected flavor. You right. know exactly Absolutely. what's happening. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So this sounds like a very exciting cocktail. I'm I'm uh, very anxious to uh, to sample it based on how you've described it. And so you mentioned you were push you pushed the envelope with this and made the old fashioned with all kinds of different yes liquors as the base uh, liquor Absolutely. in the drink. Huh? Absolutely. So this oh. is uh, Jennifer. So this is more malt forward, malt based forward. I love um, this. You're still going to get like more of a floral <laughs> aftertaste to it. I'm well, looking at like the end. He is just a happy camper. Mm. Yes, but oh, we have to remember he likes Malort. So, <laughs> so we'll do a Malort old fashioned just for you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a drink called Malort and mayonnaise. <laughs> sounds delicious. Malortes sounds you, delicious, doesn't it? Could you get more Chicago than Malort and mayonnaise? I mean, to me, that like that. I'm just, oh, I'm just trying, trying to see if I can get these guys to gag a little bit. Oh man, no, no, we, we love stuff. Malort. <laughs> it was funny. He came up to me last night. He had a, a good friend of his that showed up. He goes, yep. "Hey man, he's never had Malort. Can I Malort him?" Yeah. See, it's a verb. <laughs> I like that. It's I a verb that. now. See, and I Malorted him right here on the show. Oh, it was, and I had never had it. It was brilliant. It was uh, honestly. Oh, yeah. I've gone back. I've watched it. Like I'm like he totally got me. Like I, I, you know, was completely unprepared for what happened. Oh, and then, and then there was that moment where, because you you know how it is when. When you're trying something for the first time and somebody's watching you, mm-hmm. and you don't want it, like it's not like I wouldn't have said what I really thought, but there was that moment where I wasn't sure how uncool it would be to go. This is terrible. Like right after, <laughs> right after the first, uh, the first drink, you know. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm, you know, I, it's almost like you see the wheels turning in your own mind. You know, I, I, I was trying to find some kind of rationalization. Is there a way I can? work around to liking this and then and I, I just started laughing and then i saw him break into the laugh and i was like oh okay good pressure's <laughs> off no dude that's awful it's, uh, it, it's like old <laughs> luggage it's like why is this here but i yeah. still keep it <laughs> right yeah. and yeah, uh, but, but the is like the most the extreme case yeah. of this milk is bad smell this <laughs> like this <laughs> totally. like, like why well, that's human nature you have i, to do I this. always say if there's a, a liquor that describes a wicked witch of the east it would yeah. be that one. Right? <laughs> oh, uh, it's, uh, yeah. the, does this look infected to you? That's the uh, <laughs> that's that's Malort. That's Malort. In oh a, my gosh! In a, in so a uh, off of Malort for a minute. This really is delicious. This it is. is uh, please roll down what you have in here again. Um, so it's uh, it bowls, Jennifer, uh, and then you have uh, cane cane sugar, and then you have three dashes of English stir, and that's and it. that's it. That's well, it. I did an, an orange express, so you take an orange peel. Right, okay, right, so right. Yeah, I get a little of that in there too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to me, it reminds me of a. Yeah, okay, okay. So we talked about home brewing earlier mm-hmm. on the show, uh, or before the show, and what that reminds me of is when you open that uh, that mill, and you and get you, you inhale that. all that yeah. malt and all that, right, all that right. Right. Yeah, and then so good. add a little bit of sugar to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally get what you're saying. Your cocktails are, uh, you know, and again, I just, I think about the different places that I've gone that have even been specially cocktail places. Yours are just more unusual. Uh, is that is that a good way to say it? They're just more unique. They're less, um, 
they're less perhaps what you would. They're more they're more intricate in the, in the flavors. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I say that because unusual just means you know I mean you could put a band aid in it and say that's a that's a Nelly. Yeah, whatever. But um, good shot. Thank you. But I, mean, you could say, hey, this is you know this is something we're we're putting in. But but this right, these cocktails make you think about it. It's like well, listening to jazz. Yes. Some people mm-hmm. don't get it. Some people listen to jazz and goes, oh, it's so smooth and relaxing. You obviously don't hear what John Coltrane is doing there. Right. Okay? Exactly. Right. Yeah. But if you, right, if you know what's going on, this is so incredibly interesting and and intricate. There's so many things happening. We've tried three of these now, and every one of them makes me come back. And even the first one, my knee jerk reaction was, I don't know if I like that, but I still wanted to keep trying it because it's so interesting. Right. You know, that to me is priceless. And because again, we're back to the experience thing. You know, you're like, right. now you have an experience, not just a drink. You know, and yeah, you've said it in such a great way, but uh, I was just going to say, these are kind of like cocktails for big boys. Like, this yeah. isn't your, uh, uh, I like a sex on the beach or uh, type of, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll or, we'll, we'll, exactly. For sure. exactly. Sex on the beach with Malort Malort on the beach. Oh, oh dude. Uh, <laughs> Malort on the beach. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> what, what, what I will say but, but is these, that. These aren't kamikazes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, you and, know? And, and I tell people, it, well, we try to tell people, you know, like last night we did Gypsy Jazz at Ready Room, and it was awesome. How it was awesome. awesome. Uh, is that? Awesome. This, yeah. This lady had an amazing pair of pipes on her that mm-hmm. just it was it was awesome so when you have a cocktail like this and you have jazz it just, yeah that mm-hmm. creates so that nice amazing sexy feeling that right. is a cultural experience right there. Absolutely. that's what you're talking about it really is and and the ready room is such a perfect venue for that because it just has that old school uh vibe to it and feel to it um now, i haven't been there do you have a patio at the ready room we do, is, is we do. a place where you can smoke cigars and absolutely stuff? we even have a whole cigar set up for you Ooh, i love that so yeah. we actually we're actually working on something i don't know how legal it is but we're we're researching it but <laughs> uh <laughs> keyword research are you working on being able to supply cigars absolutely mm-hmm. but you wouldn't pay for it it'd be kind of like a sunday night come over and check out uh, a couple of drams at a, at a really good price but we're going to give you certain cigars right, that right. pair up with it part yeah. of the nice. part of the price of that's the, that's uh, very yeah. cool All absolutely right. right yeah so uh i don't know if i'm allowed to say this or not but a little bird told me uh, that when you guys were getting the room ready before it was open you know to the public before you were doing business there that there was a big party inside where everybody smoked cigars because you wanted that to uh, kind of infuse the walls a little bit. Oh, is we did that, do that. Is that true? Yeah, we did that yeah. with... Uh, uh, 41-year-old uh, Alexander Murray. 1968 yeah. Alexander Murray. Nice, yeah. nice. So it, <laughs> the wall, the, the, the varnish on the wall still took over. But If, uh, if you're if you're going to save something for a special occasion, there you have it. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. Be back for our final segment. I do have... An Avery Brewing vanilla bean stout that we could break out for this uh, for this segment, or we could just do a final cocktail and, and call it a show. Ian, what are your thoughts? Both. Mm. Uh, we'll be right back at smoking and toasting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to stop and think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still like the whole. Uh, On the beach in Hawaii. I will tell you that today's one of those days where it's really easy to say, I love my job. 
can't believe you guys make me do this. Yeah, it's uh, Smoking and Toasting. It's show number 105. Uh, it is the cocktail show with uh, Cody and Peter from the Ready Room and Ritual. And we are brought to you, by the way, by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. That is where the whiskey sniff will take place, and it will be spectacular. It's on October the 10th. Uh, get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Mm. You know what they're going to do when we're there? They're going to pass around bacon. Yes, they are. And that have bacon. Have you ever had bacon oh, from Oh, they're a bacon appetizer? That oh. They, oh. oh, my God. It's just... It's, um, have you it's ever other, had this? It's otherworldly. It trying, makes me squeal like, like a pig. Thick. So are you, are you a vegetarian? I'm a vegan, actually. You're a vegan. I'm one oh, of those gotcha. millennial vegans, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, gotcha. So, so, so I take a, his and I go like... But so don't get me wrong. I've had bacon, so I'm trying not to conform back. You know... I can just, I can just tell. It's, it's like, you know, what it's he's like, trying not to even enjoy talking about it. It's right. like, dis- it's like trying to describe sex with a beautiful woman to a eunuch. Yeah, I'm thinking right. tofu. You know? I'm thinking tofu. Yeah, <laughs> thigh deep in tofu. Oh. Uh, all right, we are uh, back with the final, uh, the final segment here. And uh, I asked uh, in the last segment if Ian thought we should, uh, we should do the uh, just the cocktail. Or the Avery Vanilla Bean Stout, and you were in favor of the Vanilla Bean Stout. So, I, I believe I said both. I was you in did. favor. You, of both. you just said yes. both. I was in yeah. favor of drink, in favor in flavor of drinking. Actually, <laughs> apparently, in we've favor had, of flavor. What did you put in those drinks? <laughs> we, apparently, we've had a few flavors here. So, My I'm Lord. opening this one. I've actually had this uh, uh, for a while. It's part of the Avery Brewing Company's Botanicals and Barrels series, and uh, it's described here. They they show. They show the vanilla flower uh, in the illustration on this. I'll show this to the uh, to the camera. But what I really love is they give the uh, they give the scientific name of it, which is vanilla plantifolio. I did not know that. Uh, it's well, if I had as, called it that, you'd never know what I was talking about. No, I'd have thought this is some malort joke that you're making. <laughs> uh, uh, it is uh, described as stout with vanilla beans added and aged in bourbon barrels. I'm a big fan when it comes to ice cream of vanilla bean. I think it is the finest of the uh, flavors, as mm-hmm. the bare naked lady says. Uh, but uh, it's a uh, uh, it's an interesting addition to a stout. So uh, I don't know how this is going to go over, and we are going to try it and see. So well, I'm you gonna, know, Breckenridge makes a vanilla a porter that's pretty yeah. actually yes, oddly good. sweet, yeah. but oddly I've, amazing. I've had that yeah. vanilla porter, and I do like it. So, uh, so this will be a very interesting. Uh, this will be a very interesting try. So, oh, there's no doubt there's vanilla. In oh, this. Yeah, you can. I can actually smell it when I open the, uh, <laughs> the bottle. You know, and uh, so it's really interesting that our uh, engineer here in the building, John Whiteside, who is a huge fan of porters and stouts, mm-hmm. uh, actually was. We were talking about it last time. We had, I think, that nitro milk stout from uh, uh, from Firestone yeah. Walker, and uh, he was good. just loving that. And he was saying, "I love anything stout, long as it's not a vanilla stout." He said. <laughs> so, so then it made me start thinking. Okay, maybe is is there something like uh, is there something uncool about vanilla? Did, did you plan it? I didn't did see I, him in his office. No, I, I you know I just thought he he won't like this one. Uh, we usually, if we have a stout reporter on the show, we usually try to save at least one drink for John. Oh. Uh, so have you done some research here, Ian? What do you got? Just, just one research. Yeah. Give me a second. Let me do one more. Yeah, all right. While you do that, I will. Uh, <laughs> this yeah, has vanilla, vanilla on bursting on it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of sweetness, almost that, that malty, thick sweetness. But then it, it goes into this burnt, burnt oak and caramel. caramel. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. just... That just wow. really, that just really lay it right so, across the tongue. I'm going to describe it this way: If you were to order a vanilla malt 
But Dairy Queen, instead of putting it in the uh, usual uh, coated uh, Dairy Queen cups, delivered it to you in sort of a charred wooden, uh, uh, you know, uh, glass of some <laughs> sort. That's what this would taste like. The aftertaste of this smells like somebody's grilling next door, and it's awesome. Oh yeah, it it's really is. So nice. You know that smell where you're like, you, you walk into your back, you're like, mm, somebody's got something on the somebody's grill. Somebody's got like something it. really yeah. good. On the it's, grill, yeah. it's got such a smokiness to it, and a, a, and that char flavor. That, that char has a lot to do with it. The vanilla goes away. This? It's a uh, it's a HEB commercial when they're grilling. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what that is. exactly what <laughs> it is. Noted. Yeah. Hey, JJ Watts next door. Yeah. <laughs> right? By the way. I noticed, like, the shortest-running commercial of all time was the one that H-E-B did with Brock Osweiler when he was here oh. for the uh, Texans. Uh, yeah, because he was, like, so dreadfully bad. I think it only ran for, like, three weeks, and then they pulled it, replaced <laughs> it with, with an old J.J. Watt. But, with uh, anything that has J.J. Yeah, Watt. Yeah, know? right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, Cody, what do you make of this? I, I, I was appreciating some of your palate comments earlier, so. Oh, yeah, no, um, I, I, think it's, I think Avery as a whole is just a fantastic oh, brewery. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not to jump ship a little bit, we we have one of their we have the Lulakoi in a cocktail that oh, we do, yeah. But um, yeah. but this one in particular, it's it's great. I mean, you get the the nice dark toffee kind of dark cacao toffee. Mm-hmm. But see, one, I've, yeah. I've messed around with vanilla beans so much in syrups that I can kind of like pinpoint, like I I can see the bean opening up and those hairs that are inside. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I'm licking that, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Why is why is vanilla That's oddly visual? Bean, I'm gonna have to poke you know? out my mind's eye after that. Thank you. <laughs> Just, just subtle movements, though. So why is, <laughs> why is something that's described as being vanilla bean as opposed to just vanilla? What, like, what what's substantial about that? I think of ice creams. There's vanilla ice cream and right. then there's vanilla well, the bean ice cream. Vanilla bean, I feel, has more of an earthiness to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's got that little bit of bitterness that you can confuse as like a dark cacao. or, or that, mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. palate. Like different strokes for different folks. Yes, you know, it's, a, it's a different flavor, but it has that sort of back yeah. of mm-hmm. the palate similarity to like the cacao. Yeah. Well, yeah. But we, vanilla to me is just too sweet. Just a yeah. regular vanilla. It's always an, an extract or something like that. Right. But like right. he's saying, though, is you got a little bit of that terroir, a little bit of that earthiness that comes mm-hmm. with the beans. You get that, yeah, that same difference when you have coffee flavor and coffee bean flavor stuff, yeah. too. Yes. I just wanted to I point totally that out. I totally agree. Totally agree. The, you always get a little bit of bitterness with the bean flavor because mm-hmm. I guess they roast the beans and you get that bitterness. This, this is you just know, delicious. I hate to say it, but what I would do is I would pair this up with some pistachio ice cream. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, reduce down yes. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and drink the beer, too. But reduce it down, put it on top of your pistachio ice cream, and it's an awesome night. Awesome mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to drink wow. the rest because you only Absolutely. use so much on your ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to get the ladies some, and then you drink the rest, right? That's right. Uh, guys, we really want to uh, express our thanks to you for coming on the show and helping uh, – up our game a little oh, bit thank you in, the, in the Did cocktail we drink area. Drink all their cocktails? No, yeah, we have we one, one left. We got one left. Oh. And, uh, try it. So before we, yeah, before we tried it, I just want to make sure I uh, thank them appropriately for uh, for up after our- we try it. I might forget <laughs> well, stuff. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for having us in the beers. I mean, I appreciate no, it. Thank you. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for sharing those with us. Um, uh, quick question for you two guys, mm-hmm. um, since you're both like, you know, huge like knowledgeable cocktail guys. Uh, I, and I asked this question of each of you independently. Um, the perfect martini, is it made with vodka or gin? I'm going to take a cop-out stance. You should. Perfect martini is one that puts a smile on your face. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, if, it's, if it's you My drinking, martini. Yeah, what are you ordering? Uh, I, I am willing to drink gin on ice, by the way. See, mm-hmm. 
Sorry. I it's like okay. That. I'll drink it out of a bottle. But um, I like that. No, I, mine is about two ounces. It's a two to one ratio. Two ounces of gin. I like a London dry to one ounce of vermouth. Right. And then two dashes of orange bitter, you know, stirred, <laughs> and then orange twist on it, and I'm good to go. Okay. Uh, for me, it's I'm, I'm a big fan of Eli Scotch. I uh, mm. always love Eli Scotch. So my my perfect martini is a burnt martini. So oh, so you get a little bit of that sort of peated uh, burnt sort uh, of, uh, uh, and then put a little bit of a lemon twist onto mm. that, and it's nice. Yeah, the one up yeah. me. Well, my brother turned me on at a smoky martini years ago, so I'm assuming when you put more peat in it, that's a burnt martini. Well, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, I used to work over at Mashraps back in 2011, 2012, and I became friends with a gentleman who was a sergeant for the British Royal Navy, and he taught deep-sea diving. And uh, him and I became good friends, and he told me, you know, Eli Scotch is all about opening up the soul for dialogue. And so, to me, I that fits that. perfectly I with a martini. That. That's that awesome, soul. yeah. You got that woman sitting next to you, or that woman sitting next to you, and it's just, <laughs> you got to open up. So, I think it's perfect. I awesome. love that. Well, one of the reasons I ask is we are, um, and this is going to be a little, this will be after the whiskey sniff, but we are planning on doing a special show uh, here that's going to be the Smoking a Toast and Martini Showdown. And what we're doing is we're bringing in... Uh, one um, mixologist who is a true believer in the vodka martini and one who is a true believer in the gin martini. And we're going to have them mix and go head to head. We'll have a panel that will taste and decide and and we'll, uh, you know, it certainly won't be the last word on the subject, but it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun getting to whatever that word is. So was was that a cocktail pun? Last yes. word. Yes, it you. was a cocktail fun. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> we will, good. You guys we will are... spread the word and we'll support it for sure. Okay, Absolutely. fantastic, fantastic. All right, so final cocktail here is going to be? The final cocktail here is called the, the Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, it's, Jim a gem, it's a Jim Meehem uh, vodka old So this fashion. is the second uh, of his that you Absolutely. mentioned, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. This is uh, Carlton Gold uh, potato vodka. Uh, a blend of four different potatoes, uh, so delicate that you have to distill it within four hours after picking the potatoes. Mm, wow! Um, and oh, it's wow. blended with Cronin Swedish Punch, which has a little bit of uh, a little bit of spice to it, and also got a black pepper tincture to it. Hmm. So, with that being said, I'm going to pass them around, and this would be a great nightcap to the show. Interesting. Now, while oh, you're passing you this around, that black pepper that's so <clears throat> interesting. While you pass this around, I was going to ask about, uh, you know, like the um, the aging and stuff of the spirits that you use. Uh, um, I'll give an example. I I know there are some margaritas uh, that are, you know, made with like an añejo tequila, mm-hmm. but I've seen plenty that are made with a blanco or a reposado, and these are considered to be, you know, wow. really premium uh, martinis. How important is the aging of a spirit, whether it's whiskey or tequila or rum or whatever it is you're using, in in and and how premium is sometimes the less like a step down or two from the Top shelf better for a cocktail, or well, or is top shelf always better? In terms of tequila, I, I, <laughs> I feel that um, blancos or reposados are more best suited for cocktails because they're more agave forward. Well, that and uh. there there there's not as much complexity as well. If you do wood aging, mm-hmm. um, they're easier to uh, they they can uh, they can gather flavors better. Okay, you can showcase different flavors better. It, it, he's right to to a, a, a lot of a, of an extent. But for me, it's reposado, and I equate this is that 
you know, Blanco is no barrel aging. Reposado is up to 11 months, and mm-hmm. Anejo is from 12 to 24. Right. Or after, yeah. So, right, or, you know, extra Anejo, what have you. To me, it's all about how you like your women. You know, for me, I like a lot of character. I like a lot of sassiness. I like a lot of, you know, personality. Mm-hmm. And Reposado does that for me. Uh, right. Anejo, to me, is just too mellow. It's a mellower vibe, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a personal preference, really. It, I feel like sometimes, though, so like with the extra aging, <laughs> you get a lot more subtle flavors. And sometimes when you just when you use that for mixing, sometimes your mixers can just mask that and it makes absolutely it, mm-hmm. it makes it not worth absolutely. it. Basically. Which is yeah, which is what like you were saying. At some point in time, yeah, yeah, yeah you're just. But even drinking neat, I don't do I don't drink anything over 15 years just because I like the personality of 15 years or younger. I don't right. like older. To me, older it just it becomes too subtle. I'm like, okay, what am I? Okay. Right. Uh, okay, but we've had the thirty-year Belvini, which, by the way, yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to put anything up against. But that's that, a di- that's yeah? a different level. That's a different game. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. But, but like to tie it all in, like when you like, for example, Blanco Tequila, like versus vodka. Mm-hmm. Vodka is supposed to be odorless and tasteless. Right. So when it's you put the it in tofu a cocktail, of spirits. Yes. yes. Hey, hey. But. Um, <laughs> But um, when you put it together, you can really extract the other flavors. So when you do something like like this, the vodka fashion, the, the the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. if you will, it allows the, the the vodka that they use Carlson's. You can really taste the potato on it. So I call oh, it like the really anti vodka. I was I was yeah. about to say it's interesting because this tastes like the most interesting vodka in the world. Oh, it's mm-hmm. anti vodka. I love it. You know, I it literally oh. like you can taste that it's vodka. That's interesting to me in its own self because you taste the. Potato mealiness, vodka ishness mm-hmm. of it. If right, that's a way to. If that's a word, and uh, this is this is incredibly good. Yeah, it really is. And again, as with all the cocktails you guys have poured for us today, just very complex. I mean, there's so much going on here. If you are a person who enjoys premium anything, whether that's cigars, whether that's whether you like. To order steaks that are, you know, Wagyu beef, mm-hmm. you know, anything that where you enjoy the complexity of flavors that is put together, whether it's, you know, you know, really well aged single malt whiskey, whatever it is, I encourage you to go check these cocktails out because there's there's real complexity in every one. I mean, this is the type of thing that you, you know you don't just order the cocktail and slug it back. You order the cocktail and you sit and you savor it and you think about the flavors and you, you pull out what's there. It's a it's a more chef type experience, for lack of a, a better way to, uh, to say it. Um, and I just I just think that's terrific. Like there's Thank there's you. so much going on. It isn't necessarily about. I hope I say this right. It isn't necessarily about how it all blends, as much as it is about how it all works together. The balance. In terms of the flavors and yeah. the balance, I think yeah. experience is a large part of it. Like the experience of, of let's try this with this with this with this. Sometimes, sometimes blends. Like when we talk about blending, we think, okay, well, this works well with that. But sometimes when you do things that are opposite each other, they also offset each other in a way that's pleasant too. Well, see, I don't think of vodka drinks other than maybe a, a good vodka martini, as necessarily being something I would pair with a cigar. But the first thing I thought of when I tasted this, this yeah. is like. Wow, I would love to have this on the porch or the ready room. I usually cigar. avoid yeah. vodka because it is so neutral. Right. Like, Absolutely. To me, it's right. less Absolutely. interesting. You're looking you know? for the flavors. Right. And, yeah, and in this case, it's not neutral at all. It's got. Well, it's our goal good. for these cocktails is to build you up to you have two or three of them, and then we get you right into the Malort section of the cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it works. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, Lord, when you want to unfriend somebody, should I? <laughs> should I take him the Malort menu? Yeah. <laughs> Malort and mayonnaise. I'm telling you, it's gonna sweep the nation. Oh, the M&M. The M&M. <laughs> Malort. The M&M. For the night that you're going to fight your dad. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That is great. Well, uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. This has really been a great experience for us. And um, this experience is very much like what I had uh, the first time that I went to the ready room and tried, I will admit, several different cocktails. And uh, and just, just enjoyed... You know, getting to know the complexity uh, that that was in what you. So that's why I knew this was going to be a really fun show. So uh, yeah, I have a reason to go there because I got to try uh, one of the Fuente um, uh, uh, Hemingway. You want to try a Fuente Hemingway with, with the, uh, the sun, sun also, also rises. rises? Yeah, yeah. yeah we in that. fact, that's uh, let's you know, and that's let's, Fuente. By the way, that, that Fuente Hemingway is one of the cigars that got me into smoking cigars in the first well, place. Well, it's such a well, we brilliant have, smoke. You know, we have a Spanish cedar humidor. So we'll keep everything in there, and when you come by, we'll we'll treat you. Nice. So uh, you have a Spanish cedar humidor. Is that, that just for that your break? stuff, or is it for? <laughs> That's just for our stuff. But eventually, down the line, we are looking at providing. Yeah, well, a line of cigars. Right. Awesome. So. Right. awesome. <clears throat> well, uh, we're very excited about uh, about coming over and visiting you. We will do that very soon. And uh, we also want to extend an invitation to you guys to come and join us for the sniff, too, because the uh, whiskey sniff is going to be a lot of fun. All so, right. All right. Uh, it has been another uh, <laughs> award-seeking edition of Smoking and Toasting. Uh, it's the show that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. On next week's show, the rubber meets the road. We're going to get down to this thing about Nat Sherman and their parent company and uh, what it all means and who, uh, who's, who's right here. And since we're going to do Nat Sherman, should I bring some Natty Light? Maybe. maybe. Yeah, and they maybe. make some oh, Natty Daddy, boys. too. Have you seen yeah, Natty I Daddy? I have seen Natty Daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natty Daddy is a new product that they make, and this is hilarious because it's, it's $10 for 15 of them. And it's eight percent. Sounds like some natty daddy. <laughs> and it's eight percent. It's eight percent. Anyway, oh, Lord. I challenge you to make a natty. So daddy one more, cocktail. one more, hey. one more thing for next week too. And I, I should have brought it so we could have done the pass off here. But uh, I have some Cuban cigars. Oh. And I uh, am going to get one to you in the next day or two. And I want really? both of us to review that same Cuban next oh, week uh, on to next see what show. the differences yes. oh, are. I that love we, that idea. We taste on it. Especially because it involves you giving me a Cuban cigar. Yeah, yes. well, that's one there, of, the, my favorite, that. that's that's one of my part. favorite things about that idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the part related. I like the best. It's probably laced in Malort. So. Yeah. <laughs> this There's is a Malort yeah, yeah, dude. Cuban. I'm just going to tell rub. you, you owe me on this one because uh, that Malort experience. I love so. that you don't even trust me anymore to bring oh, anything. Oh, no, no, no. You don't even call me. You're like, are you going to bring anything this week? No, no. Now yeah. you just send me this. You're like, I got this. Yeah, that's right. Somebody's got to step up and wear the big boy pants. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, get your tickets now for the Whiskey Sniff. They will not last that's long. Be awesome. And the first 50 people get this bonus cigar from E.P. Carrillo. And this is something that's not even on the market yet. Yep. Won't even yeah, be out. It's brand, brand new. So, uh, so there's so much going on. Uh, thank you for sharing. And let's have a good week. Oh, we ran out of time for... Um, tasting the uh, Mumford & Sons IPA. We will have to get to that next week. Next but week. Uh, uh, in the meantime, we want to thank you gentlemen for being on the show and cheers. Cheers. cheers.
I was thinking about it the entire time. I was like, I don't know if I should say that. He's from Detroit. He's been on an Eminem <laughs> for a while. Dude. 